Hey friend, for the first episode, I want to share my story about what led me to finally quit drinking and how my life has changed and hopefully inspire you to take a leap of faith and get beyond the booze. Hey friend, welcome to Beyond the Booze. I'm your host, Victoria Plummer, daughter of the Most High, wife, boy mom, and multi-passionate entrepreneur. I know that you are sick of wallowing in shame after another night of binge drinking. I know that you want to quit, but you can't imagine a life without alcohol. My mission is to set you free from the lies, fears, and habits that are keeping you stuck in a toxic relationship with alcohol. In this podcast, you'll learn about spiritual growth, personal development, healthy lifestyle habits, and recovery education so that you can start living a life you love. If you're ready to take your power back, grow in your faith, and live a more purposeful life, you are in the right place. Whip up your favorite mocktail. Let's do this. Hey friend, and welcome to episode one of the Beyond the Booze podcast. Today we're gonna talk about my story and why I quit drinking seven years after I got my first DWI, my only DWI. Anyways, my hope for today is that is that you will find yourself in my story and and I hope that it inspires you to take action and maybe start your own sobriety journey. Before we begin, I just wanted to say while you're listening to this episode, if this episode inspires you or moves you in some way, I just ask that you would share it with a friend, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, or if you feel so moved, share it on your Instagram story and tag me at Victoria A. Plummer on Instagram. All right, so let's talk a little bit about pre-Jesus Victoria. So before I came into a relationship with God, I was a hot mess. I was partying probably five days out of the week. Um, A lot of times I would get home um, completely blacked out, wouldn't have wouldn't remember how I got home. I have many, many stories like this, um, and I'm not going to go into that too much, but I had actually been pulled over twice for drinking and driving before the third time when I finally actually got arrested. Um, the times before that, I think maybe because I was underage a little bit, like 19, I they allowed me to call my um, dad to pick me up instead of taking me to jail. And then they would just tow my car. And again, this happened twice. And so the third time I, again, I actually got a DWI and that was, uh, probably one of the hardest things that had happened to me. I had to find myself a lawyer. Um, when I found this lawyer, you know, I spent about $10,000, um, just through this whole DWI process where that money came from. I have no idea, but, um, over that period of time, that's about how much money I spent on that DWI. Um, anyways, my lawyer told me for, to plead guilty and basically say that I have a drinking problem and that basically they would, you know put me on probation, 
send me to substance abuse counseling and whatnot. And I was so mad whenever he said that. I was like, I don't have a problem. (laughs) Again, I'm not even going to go into all the stories. I have so many stories, maybe for another podcast. After um, I got my, after I was convicted for the DWI, they put me on probation for about 18 months. Um, I had to do 40 hours of community service. And I decided to do that community service at an animal shelter, and that's actually where I had adopted my dog, Fogel. We actually made the decision to put him down um, in July of 2022. Um, He was 14 years old. Anyways, I say that he saved me because it was, yeah, at the animal shelter that I had, um, that me and my friend had rescued him from, uh, that I did my DWI, or did my community service, and yeah, someone shared Jesus with me. After I had that come to Jesus moment and realized that the thing I was seeking through alcohol and relationships was actually God missing from my life. I was, you know, seeking fulfillment. I was seeking, yeah, I was trying to fill this void in my heart with love from relationships or from from drinking. And once I realized that, I was trying to quit drinking on my own. And even with that realization, I could not quit drinking on my own. And um, I ended up violating my probation and they sent me to substance abuse counseling. They sentenced me to, um, I can't remember how many months, but um, I had to go to AA like every day. Um, And, you know, those recovery classes, they really helped me. And I I don't think I realized that until later on, but Besides spirituality, the recovery classes helped a lot. Um, I ended up starting to work out a lot, and that became like my new way to party (laughs) was to work out. And um, I didn't completely quit drinking. I went through like bouts of sobriety where I wasn't drinking, and my binges became less frequent, but there still would be the occasion where I would binge drink. There was some progress, obviously not perfection. I was still trying to manage my drinking on my own. So eventually I got married and this was about three years before I finally quit drinking. Um, I quit drinking in 2020, January 1st, 2020. That's my sober date for alcohol. So three years before I quit, um, there were a lot of things that kept coming up to my attention. For example, when I would drink, I would tend to drink excessively. And if I didn't drink excessively, it's because I tried really hard not to. I would have bruises. Um, uh, Again, I I would black out. And yeah, sometimes I'd have bruises. One time I burnt myself um, with coals from a hookah and I kept getting these injuries. And again, sometimes I would be blacked out. One time it was on, um, actually, I think it was my honeymoon. I had blacked out and I woke up with a bruise on the side of my temple. And I was just like, gosh, you know, one of these days I might die while I'm drunk and not even realize it. And so, you know, even though I was still drinking, I was still, you know, reading scripture I was, you know, still doing my morning routine and, um, you know, getting into the word. And so one of the scriptures that God kept bringing to mind or God was, the Holy Spirit was highlighting to me was Proverbs 29, 
one, whoever remains stiff-necked after many rebukes will suddenly be destroyed without remedy. I felt like those injuries and those things that kept happening, you know, like me getting pulled over for DWI three times, me, um, you know, it causing problems in my relationships. I didn't mention this before, but I was an angry drunk. When I would get drunk, I would get angry a lot of the times. Um, so there, that would cause problems in my relationships. Um, but yeah, so I, there would all be all these things, you know, rebukes, if you could say, and I was still trying to drink and manage it on my own. Um, and, you know, this scripture kind of scared me. I was afraid that if I didn't quit, that something really bad was going to happen to me. That was one of the reasons. Another reason, you know, was, was the blackouts. One time in particular is uh, sticks out to me. And that was when I was on a anniversary trip with my husband and we were on the Caribbean island of Antigua, or sometimes they pronounce it Antigua. And, you know, we're on this beautiful Caribbean island. So we had went out um, on this boat and, you know, snorkeled. And, you know, after you snorkel, they start serving the rum punch. Everybody's dancing, having a good time. I drink too much. um, And I end up getting mad and angry with my husband. And later on, he told me, you know, some of the things I said. And besides that, Again, I had blacked out and I had left. Like I had got mad and I had like just walked off. And I don't remember this, but I had walked off and somehow find found my way back to our hotel room. That was one of the big eye-openers for me. It was just like, I'm on an anniversary trip with my husband. And for me to get angry and say things to him that, you know, are hurtful and just lose that moment of time where we're on this beautiful island And to lose it to alcohol, just, you know, it really upset me. Besides that, you know, we had met another, a Christian couple while we were on that trip. And, you know, they were kind of doing the same things as us. They were drinking, you know, partying. Everybody's having a good time. Um, Quote, unquote, good time. You know, you can have a good time without alcohol. After that incident, I went, I went and got, um, I I had a spa day. My husband um, went deep sea fishing and I went and had a little spa day and I was getting my nails done and this woman at the spa was a Christian and I was telling her how like no one seemed to be living for God. I was conflicted because I felt like God was calling me to live a sober life but no one around me seemed to be having those same convictions. So I was like, no one else is doing this. Why should I? And, you know, she was like, at the end of this, you know, you are going to be standing before God. No one else. No one else is going to be standing in front of him for you. Your relationship with God is your responsibility. That was, I believe, 2019. Maybe not. There were some other things that had happened, you know, like I had missed Um, one of my cousin's bridal showers and, you know, just the fact that I missed something like that because alcohol and I was, I was hungover and I just, I could not make it the next day to her uh, bridal shower. And I was a bridesmaid on top of that. That just kind of pushed me to really decide to commit. Um, And originally I had just committed to one year because like most people, it's really hard to imagine life without alcohol. Like it's really hard to say I'm going to give up alcohol forever. So I decided to commit to one year. I wanted to share a little bit about some of the really awesome things that happened after I 
decided to get sober from alcohol. So back in 2014, after my encounter with Jesus and starting to get really into fitness, you know, Jesus and fitness were like kind of like my things. They really helped me um, in my faith journey and in my sobriety journey, again, even though it wasn't perfect. Anyways, again, one of the really awesome things that happened was I had gained a lot of clarity on my business. Um, I had started my own, you know, fitness business. I was a personal trainer and I was an independent personal trainer. So I wasn't working for a gym, but I was like renting out space at a gym. And so I had gained a lot of clarity on my business and who I actually wanted to work with and how to make my business more enjoyable for myself, you know, by not working with clients that I don't really align with. Um, So I really started only working with female clients. Besides that, I, in 2020, I had started working with a business coach and finally created this course that I um, had been dreaming about, which is basically, um, it was called the Fit Soul Lifestyle Accelerator. And it was a eight week program focused on, you know, like lifestyle, nutrition, fitness, and faith. So that was really awesome because I finally, you know, did the thing that I had been dreaming about. Besides that, I guess started to trust myself and like I felt like God was leading me to start another business and I had started a candle business. I started that up and fourth thing that was really awesome um, that had happened was I had got pregnant with my baby boy. His name's Malachi. He's just so stinking cute. Um, He's 15 months at the time of this recording, but um, you know, I'm really glad that I'm sober for him right now. Um, I recently went on a trip and I just saw, you know, uh, I'm not judging anyone. Um, it just really was a great reminder for me of why I'm sober. Um, but just seeing other moms who were, you know, drunk and just, you know, you could just see it in their eyes. Like, I just know that if I were drunk like that, I know I wouldn't be capable of taking good care of my son. And can't imagine just losing that time with him, you know, like when you have a baby there, they grow up super fast and just for him to see me like that and, you know, like they can pick up on energy and emotions and I feel like he would be afraid if I was blacked out drunk, you know, who knows what could happen to him if I wasn't sober. So again, I decided to commit to a year back in 2020. And after a year, I was pregnant. Um, I had Malachi on Cinco de Mayo 2021. Um, So when my year hit, I was still pregnant, so I didn't drink. Um, But after I had Malachi, I had to decide, am I going to drink or am I not going to drink? And I decided to just continue and make it to two years of sobriety. And so 2022 comes around and I have that decision to make again. Am I going to commit to sobriety for another year? And I decided to commit to that because the gamble of getting angry and starting the cycle over again with alcohol was just not worth it. Basically, anytime I would drink, it was a gamble. Like I wouldn't know if I would end up drinking too much. I wouldn't know if I'd end up angry. And it just wasn't worth it. It just isn't worth it. So yeah, here I am. It's 2022 and I'm starting this podcast and I'm super excited. I, um, I just can't wait to see what God does. And I'm just praying that it would touch so many hearts. 
So again, wrapping up this episode, I decided to quit drinking because of the bruises and the burns and the Holy Spirit convicting me of me needing to quit drinking so that I wouldn't end up hurting myself anymore or hurting anyone around me. Um, The blackouts, the getting angry, those were all things and reasons um, that led me to quit drinking finally. Again, if this episode inspired you to take action in your own journey, share it with me on Instagram. Uh, you You could just send me a DM, again, at Victoria A. Plummer, or leave a review. Reviews are super helpful right now. This is, that will help me uh, get this episode and this content out to more people. Um, so please, 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 if you wouldn't mind, leave me a review. Again, that's, and that's the only way I know if this podcast is helpful to you at all. I thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode.